0: Hello listeners, this is your friendly neighborhood, Jeremy Greer here. If you're listening to this on the Duck Feed early release feed, which you can get access to by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you are listening to this the week before July 29th and 30th. That weekend is a special weekend for Duck Feed. We're doing a charity stream for our good friend Jala. Jala's a Duck Feed host. She hosts the level along with Cole Ross and some other great people. Jala had some extreme medical bills recently, and uh, you can go to gofundme.com slash to see the history of that which i'm not going to go into right now Um, but you can also find links to her twitch which is where everybody will be streaming from gary and myself and cole and jala will be doing a role-playing session where we're going to be doing some dungeon world action based on gary's upcoming book based on which is going to be based on the fallout series which is a lot of things to be based on so yeah just roll with me um me and friend of the show brian wade as well as friend of the show allison baker and friend of the show um, Charles Turner, a.k.a. Vader Van Oden, is, are also going to be doing some VR streaming as well. There's also tons of other people. It's a 48-hour stream starting Friday, going to Sunday. So if you can, uh, donate some money. GoFundMe.com slash JalaChan. If you can't, just maybe share the link around for us on, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Dig or Reddit or I don't know any other social media networks. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and enjoy this episode. Goodbye. Storm, buy me some time. I shall meet you at the monorail. what I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right, monorail. 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 Tell me, monorail. Dad. Monorail. monorail. Tell me, Dad. Bad dad, bad
1: dad, dad, bad dad, bad dad, dad, bad dad, bad dad, dad, bad dad, bad
0: dad, dad, bad
1: dad,
0: bad dad, bad dad, bad dad, bad dad, And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the show where me and Gary go through all of the animated series, the X Men animated series, the first, not just all 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 animated series. series. Fuck. We're starting with Mickey Mouse. Make it end. We're back in the 1930s. We're going chronologically. We will be here a while.
1: Uh. Well, some say animation began with Steamboat Willie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we are watching X Men, the animated series from the '90s, and uh, we are moving along through season three. If this thing could even be considered to have seasons, because it's the anima the order is all out of whack. Um, by the best of my reckoning, we have two more episodes left in this in this season to cover for the podcast, four episodes of the TV show, and we're going to knock two of them out today. Are you are you are you ready? Are you yeah. ready for this?
1: i'm 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 i don't know if you're talking to me but i'm ready i and then uh and then we probably x-men 3 right
0: yeah I'm after this we'll, pro- we'll probably uh we, we usually do like a like a bonus episode more or less in the in between seasons and we've already done x-men 1 and 2 and i think we should do x-men 3 i think it's time Yeah, you know, it's I, either that
1: or the first wolverine movie and i think i'd rather do x-men 3
0: I think I'd rather no. do X-Men 3 as well. Like, I am I think that there may be enough, like, material for us to do, like, the two Wolverine movies together in one episode, maybe one day. Mm. I don't know that I can that's, dedicate that. That's kind up. of
1: a depressing afternoon in which, like, I watch two <laughs> yeah. Wolverine movies in one afternoon, though. So and,
0: like, and then hopefully we can schedule that so, like, immediately afterwards you talk about them for two hours. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, like, Wolverine just, day.
0: Like, just it's a, just it's a, a, a whole Wolverine thing happening.
1: A, I don't know what it means. It came
0: on my calendar, though. Like, just, uh. <laughs> look google says it's a holiday um, boss man i have to take the work off sorry
1: if something happens if we run out of cartoon before we run out of movies which will happen mm-hmm. we can just start doing movies until we, we run out because i want to do all the movies
0: yeah i also want to do all the movies um i i don't know if i've told you this on air or if i've told you this at all but um i started oh. watching x-men evolution a little bit we got you a,
1: uh i think you might mention it briefly
0: yeah we got a um a hulu subscription for the handmaiden still And, uh, so I spent, uh, they have it on there. And, uh, I think that I I was worried that that show would be too good for our, our treatment, but I think it's a really good middle ground of entirely, completely goofy and dumb and also kind of good. So I think it might actually work. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take a look at it. Mm -hmm. We'll examine it when we get to the, uh, when we get to that point, which is not too long from now, but also not too soon because fourth and fifth season have a bunch of episodes in the show.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, we also do feedback episodes. So if you're listening to this as it's airing, um, definitely reach out, send us an email, go to daysoffuturecast.com, and you can find our email address or just a contact page there. Send us in your prompts or thoughts about the podcast or whatever you want us to talk about, or just basically send in anything. We'll do a feedback episode at the end of this season after the movie up. So should be fun. Yes. X Men shit. We love talking about the X-Men yeah. and I love talking about the uh, really Scott Summers daddy issues because oh boy, it's, Gary. it's a
1: dangling thread. <laughs> like you have to get, you know, this is, we, even at the time we're like, why the fuck is no one telling Scott that because <laughs> they were saving um, it up
0: so he could have all his daddy issues in one single episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's coming, man. The That's amount what, of times yeah. that Scott says dad, dad, <laughs> in kind of a sarcastic voice. Dad
1: yeah okay dad like yes this is scott is a legend in this episode like he he scott summer is like this has been a good season for scott being like pretty ridiculous and awful Mm -hmm. um and he is at this is peak this is top scott yeah these two Um, uh,
0: are are really great because he scott doesn't spend we don't spend a lot of time with scott in the second one uh but when there's a scene in the second one that i'll call out when we get to it that i just i love for Scott I, I, this, it's it's one of my favorite Scott scenes. So
1: Cyclops is becoming somebody who I look forward to in a similar way to Gambit, where it's like they're not necessarily good, but I just kind of like am enjoying their shittiness a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's some good Gambit in the next episode too. There's a Gambit uh, cameo that I think is fun. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff. Like I think that both these episodes are pretty fun. This one I think uh, is fun on an ironic days of Future casque podcast uh the days of future cask that's in our that's our wine aging uh, yes mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. but um this one in kind of an ironic fun way and the next one i think is legitimately like pretty fun um like it is a goofy premise for for an episode and has some like real like kind of broad comedy that i think is like kind of funny yeah I um, do too. yeah so we well, let's all get into it sure. um episode 22 that's our episode, not the uh, podcast, not the show's episode. Sorry, um, I do that to you every time. <laughs> I was I'm so reading sorry. from notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoops. Um, we're going to start here with Orphan's End. Uh, Cyclops discovers that a man on the run from the Shiar authorities, Corsair, may be his father. Desperate to find answers, Cyclops helps Corsair elude the Shiar. However, he is unable to shake his distrust and eventually turns Corsair in. But something doesn't seem right, and Cyclops promptly realizes that he may have made the biggest mistake of his life. I, uh, a, that is like kind of accurate, but it does just kind of go back and forth, and no context and makes it sound really stupid.
0: It's a little, like, it's a little over the top. Like the biggest mistake of his life is like I don't know, just like st- not trusting not this weird Jean. spaceman. <laughs> like yeah, like,
1: like is consum- marry and consummate.
0: Yeah, have, have a child. Says Mister Sinister from the podcast studio. Yeah. <laughs> have a child. <laughs> like, Make a baby says for Cable. me.
1: Make the wild baby of Borneo. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah um, yeah i uh <sighs> this episode is is really really fun i I'm kind of with you that it's it's more like ironic or sarcastic fun than it is actually like a good episode of television this plot is so all over the fucking place like the
1: well that's that's the issue
0: yeah it's i mean it's 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 out there
1: it's just kind of a it's kind of a dumb plot and we spend all it's real fiddly and we have kind of a bland antagonist i think is the issue like um would you, you know, call x in space bland is never ta- my ta- Gary? i would call him a bland antagonist <laughs> <laughs> more like a bland antagonist that's that's my um that's me i'm uh not leonard malton who's who's that other film critic who's uh gene Shalit. he's a bland antagonist <laughs> um, it's a it's it's more like you know x men space is never my favorite thing in general um I can dig on these star jammers i dig on Corsair but the villain here is pretty annoying uh annoyingly like you know boring i guess is the w- the better word for that um and that's kind of the biggest problem with the episode but there's a lot of great character stuff that happens in it um it actually addresses like somebody one of my favorite things and we'll get to this but the reason why corsair will always be in my heart is he actually says hey where are the other x-men <laughs> Which like, <laughs> nobody actually talks about that
0: i love that that was so good
1: <laughs> like i'm just like oh thanks like thanks for <laughs> asking the question i've been answer- asking this entire time
0: the uh the The antagonist in this is so bland that I didn't even bother to remember or to write down his name. I just call him the commander in the notes like that just, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even I didn't care. I think it might start with an A, but i'm I'm just not going to go look it up like it doesn't really matter to the plot at all. He's just some char guy, char guy. like that's it. he's just a dude yeah.
1: not not to con.
0: Yeah, you know, he's, he's
1: like, it, it's, it, it was more or less what I th- thought it was. Like, it's just like, oh, it's, it's more or less the same kind of, uh, you know, he couldn't beat a con because, uh, everyone would know. Right. But it, it's, uh, he's more or less just an evil Shi'ar general.
0: You know? Yeah. What, what is with um, this, these, these, this bird people that just, they promote the worst guys into the military. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's he's basically like the plot in this is he's basically kidnapped the emperor's daughter or niece or something like baby bird person mm-hmm. and is trying to pin it on Corsair, which we find out over the course of the next twenty two minutes but you know and Scott goes back and forth on whether or not Corsair is actually innocent in this whole thing, but like his whole plot is to kill this kid and make it look like an accident or something like it just it's just it's just it takes us doesn't make a lot of sense. Just kill the kid. Just get get it done. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: it, it's again. It's very fiddly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, this whole thing about the the are not being able to get their fucking house in order. Mm-hmm. Like this is constantly happening to the Shiar Empire. Like, guys, chill the fuck out. Like, get get it get a handle.
0: Yeah, I kind of expected. Um, her name is definitely not Nishandra. What is what is the queen's this name? <laughs> Uh, Lalandra, Lalandra, yeah she is not a, a dark souls 2 character she's <laughs> she's yeah. said, uh, her own person with her own identity um i, th- I kind of expected Lalandra to to you know clean up her empire right like after she kind of got kicked out of it like wouldn't you go through and like clean house and make sure that all these people were loyal to you yeah yeah out of here yeah. yeah get the, get the fuck
1: out of here um doesn't happen um we get we get so, so we start out we get some background um here uh the previous on stuff is literally everything with corsair yeah so, every scene that we've seen Corsair in uh, shows up here. Um, which is, you know, good to remind people, hey, here's Corsair. Um, and they, just to really underline it, it even says the whole, uh, you know, Cyclops, don't blast him. Why not? You know, why'd you stop him? It's his father, you know. So, everyone knows this, but they have
0: to remind us. Mm-hmm. And then we get our, our two, like, space bird <laughs> machines like these these spaceships look so bad i don't i don't like these at all Um, no i
1: don't like there's a lot of a lot of this episode is is that the the chasing the evil spaceship the non the not the star jammer right because that's the name of the ship i think Mm -hmm. uh, corsair is on um just kind of going over the horizon very slowly and dorkily like and with with scary
0: music playing (laughs) um
1: uh, they almost like kill kill a, a airplane full of people right away
0: well, they almost kill an airplane full of people, a boat full of people, a radar tower full of people and a building full of people <laughs> like these guys. Yeah. Like they almost kill a lot of people and just start tr- trying to fly around. So,
1: yeah, pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, because, again, Corsair is driving that lead ship,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: so presumably he doesn't want people to get uh, murdered because he's Corsair. But I guess he's, you know, it's his Han Solo ways. He maybe doesn't care. Um, you know, he's buzzing all this shit. Cyclops uh, answers a phone call from the commander of the Shi'ar, and this scene that where he's like hanging out drinking coffee with Storm <laughs> in the in the ready room, like <laughs> it's like just casual, like you know, just discussing tactics or whatever. It's very weird. Like they're all suited up.
0: Well, they're you know, talking there's no about, reason for them to be suited they're, up. They're talking about like who they think is on the phone, right? And and I think even uh, Cyclops is like, maybe it's Gambit trying to get a phone, trying to get a ride after a late night. That's not the first time that's happened. And I'm like, <laughs> what hey, are Gambit you talking a about? Cab. <laughs> you guys are superpower terrorists. Keep track of your buds. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> the the uh, the whole you
1: guys are terrorists thing is going to come up later too. Oh, I really yeah. wish that the oh, X Men yeah. remembered that they were terrorists in this episode because it would make <laughs> some of this plot stuff make more sense. But it's just—it's you know, casual Cyclops drinking coffee in the in the afternoon is very funny to me. Um, answering the phone, the, the Shi'ar commander says, "Like, hey, we're chasing down a criminal. Help us out."
0: Yeah and they, the and Corsair is literally like they, they, this couldn't be easier for the X-Men right because the X-Men are like where is he coming like, he's literally flying his plane into your lake like that's yeah, his, he's right <laughs> outside he's just he like,
1: was going to crash into the, the into the mansion he's like oh I shouldn't do that cuz he's heading towards the X-Men he mm-hmm. wants the X-Men's help um so they go in this lake um the share share commander uh aka commander says just like hey leave them he's like well if we do that they're not going to survive like we have to to save them and the mm-hmm. first little hint that maybe you know the person pursuing them is is a bad guy here,
0: and um, so he, so Scott dives underwater, um, gets this dude, and kind of gets trapped on wha- it. But then
1: what Storm does? is <laughs> they say, "What if you guys were in a <laughs> in a whirlwind while that's happening? Yeah, what if there were like they, thirty they miles per so... hour
0: winds? That would that help?" <laughs> <laughs> you got
1: I know. You, like I don't want to give you gif homework, but the the thing of of them like getting up and just kind of sitting on the, there's like a couple little scenes where they get up and they're sitting on the ship and they're like well, look more or less fine, and then you go to storm and she's shooting wind at them and then they're like kind of coughing and like it definitely looks like storm is attacking them.
0: It's it looks really uh, it's ridiculous, very funny. especially because in like and a good five or six minutes later she just literally picks the two of them up and flies them into a plane so like she just could have done that but instead she's like maybe some winds would help mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like this would make a good time for fog or something or just like i don't know go down there and pick them up
0: yeah literally just go you know, pick them you, up like you like you can do you fly yeah because you can fly yeah you can fly storm Yeah, it's Um, Storm's just kind of constantly misusing her powers is so frustrating and also kind of great. Um, This next scene, though, is so bizarre because at some point, (laughs) uh, Corsair's like, give me my dog tags. And Scott says, wait, wait, what are you doing with it? His dog tags have popped open like they're a locket, which dog tags are definitely not like the dog tags are just (laughs) literally dog tags.
1: But there's a picture
0: of baby Scott, baby Alex, and um, Corsair, and this dude. And Scott recognizes, it. it's like, "Hey, that's that's me and my brother and my mom. Who are you? How'd you get this?" Like, it's just the most contrived yeah. way to find out that, "Hey, I'm your dad." It, yeah, doesn't recognize his dad, but would
1: recognize now his that mom. he's seen a picture of him next to him, you know, and his mom, you know, who's like mm-hmm. at the time the dog tag mistake thing. They never not refer to it as a dog tag. It comes up a couple different times in this and like, I don't know if that was like a miscommunication because it could never have been a dog tag, right? Because a dog tag doesn't say like, you know, name, blood type, son on it. Like, (laughs) More importantly, dog tags don't open up and have pictures inside them. (laughs) Like they just don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if it's going to be a miscommunication, right? Between like the, uh, uh, the, the, the writers and the artists or something.
0: Yeah, this you know, really seems it, like it this whole episode seems like it was there was a miscommunication somewhere along the way. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty fucked.
1: Um, like so, and he's just like, "Hey, that's me," <laughs> and then immediately for the rest of the episode, like Scott Summers is in full-on tantrum mode, like all of his daddy issues because he doesn't like other than visiting that orphanage. Like he doesn't like get a lot of backstory, but all of a sudden he's like, you know, you left me to go joyride around space did I imagine the orphanage, those foster parents who didn't want me? Like it's really intense and angry.
0: <laughs> like it's, it's super intense. He's very mad. Like he's like, I've been looking for my father yeah. for years and all of this stuff. And like, I get it. Like if you didn't, if you grew up as a, as an orphan and grew up without a dad and, Like, I I definitely can see that. I can see you carrying that anger to being a a grown-ass man and and having to deal with that. But, like, also maybe don't yell at the guy. Like, maybe have a conversation with him. And also, Scott, you've been in – you're an x Men. You're an X-Man. You should probably just make sure he's not a shapeshifter. Like, whatever. Get Xavier to scan him. 100%.
1: (laughs) Do something to make sure
0: he's not a shapeshifter.
1: Make sure a shapeshifter or somebody who knows fucking Photoshop. Like literally your only piece of evidence is this dog tag
0: that you have. Oh God. Magneto learns Photoshop and just owns the X-Men constantly online on Twitter. Now it's probably a plot line that's already been done, but (laughs) God damn, that's good.
1: But like, it's, it's not only should you find out what happened, but like, so he's just like, you did this. Um, he just appeared from space. Like there's no part of you. You didn't assume that maybe the story is a little bit more complicated. Then, then you let on and they, like Corsair is a reasonable ass motherfucker in this whole episode. Like Corsair is our MVP where he's just like, you know, it wasn't like that. Like he's just, you know, where are the other X-Men? Why, why are, which is like, I feel like his code for like, why isn't Jean here to make you fucking chill out? You know, <laughs> like, where yeah, where's, your, your, where's your hot girlfriend?
0: <laughs> where's my
1: daughter-in-law? <laughs> like, um, I'm pretty ridiculous. And this is where, you know, he asks where they are and he's like, oh, they're out helping people who aren't criminals. Um,
0: Damn, you know, Scott, Scott, getting all the sick burns. You know. uh, just like, and also, whoever the X Men is helping, probably a criminal. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it's yeah, probably well, fleeing from authority like, of some kind. Helping out people who are not criminals. The X Men are a terrorist
1: organization. And Scott, like, I understand that might be hard for you to hear, but you doing the moral high ground with Corsair is ridiculous.
0: Does not work. Like, uh,
1: yeah, ridiculous.
0: Corsair's saying he's being set up, um, and they don't really explain what he's being set up to do. He just says, I'm being set up, and I need the X-Men to help me prove it. And um, Storm just yells out in her great Storm voice. I shall meet you at the monorail! Which is is one of the best. Yeah. (laughs) you at the monorail! Also, Gary, Monorail? (laughs) Charles Xavier put in a fucking monorail system underneath his house? I don't
1: know what the monorail... Where does it go? It's like this whole episode was written by people. Like, it probably didn't mean monorail. It probably meant something else, but it's like the dog tag locket mix-up. Like, this was written by somebody who's, like, only learned English phonetically. um, Or just, I don't know, like, had a randomizer on. Like, words just get substituted in. Because it's a very strange...
0: It feels like they showed a robot a bunch of X-Men cartoons and then had the robot write an X-Men cartoon, (laughs)
1: right? It's like a Markov chain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It it definitely uh, definitely seems like that.
0: Storm goes and distracts all these guards, and uh, while – and it it doesn't take long. Like, she just throws some wind at them, and then Sam – no, Sam, excuse me – Jesus Christ, I've been talking about show, TV shows too long. <laughs> Cyclops and Corsair pull up like a, a thing of grass, and it's a portal into the monorail system, because the be, the best thing about going somewhere in the monorail system is that it's basically impossible to get out of the monorail where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to stop at the right piece of grass on top of you that has a hole in it. <laughs>
1: It's the monorail California like you can ride on but you can't ride off like
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can buy any ticket that you like except for the exit (laughs) Um.
1: it is uh, and then just like like Xavier having this monorail system that goes around his grounds that has never will never be seen again and has never been seen before. Is so ridiculous. Like, what does this monorail add to this plot? Like, Did this have to be a monorail? Did you just learn about monorails and always wanted to write about
0: one? Like, <laughs> someone I just really know. wanted to draw one. I guess I don't know, man. Yeah, I. uh it's like, well, so they, all this
1: beef footage of a monorail.
0: They, I mean, they. It's it literally goes nowhere. Like it goes to the air, air like their hangar or whatever. Like that's why that happens. Is they get into this weirdly drawn mono like again nobody who has seen a monorail has worked on this project <laughs> they yeah. get on this thing and go to their airplane hangar to get in the plane but the the our our commander guy our our evil dude is uh, constantly exploding it from above which is pretty hilarious to me they've scanned the ground yeah. using advanced features and are just blowing holes up in this which i have to imagine doesn't it's not cheap to replace right like you just can't like yeah
1: the is she gonna owe xavier some money after this or if they're mm. off the grounds like the, the you know the parks department or something <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: okay now we're gonna get a in the space mail now i wanted to cut of uh, 30 rock where it's leslie Sn- leslie nope just yelling at the cr for fucking up her parks right
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it's quite the quite the mashup there jeremy i think you meant to see parks <laughs> and rec <laughs> it's like i would like a super cut of 30 rock where leslie nope shows up and he also yeah, talks to the good. CR. It's my three greatest interests I'll put together.
0: Look, when you have a Venn diagram that you know, you just have to put what you see out in the world, right? Like what you want to see out there. If this doesn't exist, you have to do it. <clears throat> That's true. Be the change. We meet up at the monorail, um Storm just sends everybody into an airplane and they fly away. That's really about it. Yes. And then um Corsair says like, hey, uh, I'll tell you the full story, like it's not what you're thinking, but you're going to need to let me fly the plane, which I think is fucking great. <laughs> like, he's already dadding <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you fly the plane. I haven't flown a, an actual like an actual Earth ship since, you know, 40 years before this, but no, no, I'm definitely going to fly.
1: <laughs> the uh, And it's just like an alpha move. You know, it's just very funny to just like put Scott in his place. Um, here immediately, and this is uh, he says his origin, which like um, this is the first time I think they showed the whole thing kind of explicitly.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: that uh, Corsair was flying around with uh, with his kids and his wife in like a little little plane as you do, and uh, a starship came out behind them, and we're going to kidnap them. So he strapped uh, Cyclops and Alex into a par- single parachute and kicked them out. Um, and in the comics, there's stuff about like damage from that. Landing, I think, is why Cyclops can't control his powers. I think that's like at least at one point was comic continuity. Uh but I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah, they don't, they don't talk about it here. Like it is he just landed on an orphanage and that like that was it. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how I say orphans get orphanages, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. There's it open it's like catching rain and like for water. Um the uh And then uh, his wife didn't survive, whereas in the comics, she definitely got taken and became, like, a sex slave and and stuff. It's real dark. And that's why there's a third Summer's brother. But they wisely ignore that in the cartoon.
0: Yes, yes. Don't even really talk about that. Just say that she doesn't survive this, you know, when they try to escape or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't make it. Yeah. This is, um... This is... I've always thought this origin story is a little weird. Like, it's a little... I mean, it's, you know, it's a fucking Silver Age comics origin story, so it's going to be a little weird and over the top. But, like you you just literally strap two kids to a parachute and just hope for the best. Like that was, yeah. Don't, you're not going to try to crash land or anything like that. You whatever. have to, uh, you have to
1: operate a parachute. Like it's not just an automatic thing that just happens. I don't think.
0: No, it's you not. Know,
1: like, it's like, you know, you, you go through and you like get training and, and all that jazz. Um, so it's just, it's very strange to me that like, you know, you just pick your, kick your kids out. Um, I get it, Right, But, uh, you know, just because you don't want them to die. But what are you doing with one parachute on this fucking plane also? Well, you he, know, was this he actually always makes a comment.
0: He makes a comment saying that because like, they had gotten like they, the starship has shot a wing or, or something like had damaged it. So that's where all of the other parachutes were. But even then, he, he, he straps this parachute to him, shoves him out, and the parachute literally opens up immediately and is on fire. <laughs> so like, <laughs> okay. there's no, there's no way like these kids are going like, to, obviously they did because they're mutants and you know, they have plot armor basically, but like it's it, it, parachute was literally on fire. Yeah. This origin yeah. story has always rubbed me the wrong way for, for, for a lot of different reasons, but it's fine. Like it's, it's Cyclops. I don't really give a shit. So
1: yeah. I, yeah. I, I get he, the, the important thing is he had to be in an orphanage and, and the like the space stuff feels appended onto it to me. And it uh, doesn't mm-hmm. add a whole lot.
0: Um, but hearing but this story, just, just me. Cyclops is now best friends with his dad. <laughs> this, is, this is all it took was just like, you know, 10 lines of dialogue. And now Cyclops is on Team Corsair again. He's no longer a criminal. We're going to help him do anything he needs.
1: He gets it. Yeah. Because Cyclops goes back and forth like Whiplash in this. Like he, you know, is not very consistent. And I get it. He's confused. Like it's just, you know, it's a little bit sloppy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they uh, they show up. The Shi'ar keep showing up to chase them down. Um, you know they, they get uh, this action-packed scene like the plane blows up, but they get away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commander tells Scott the real plan. And says, "Hey, Corsair wants to rescue a girl who knows the location of this money. Like, don't listen to him. I'm a cop. The reason why he doesn't want to save this girl's life is because she has some money, and once he finds out where the money is, uh, she, you know she's as good as dead." Um, and Scott's like, oh, this is for fucking money. And Corsair, again, the realest guy in this episode, doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, well, you know what? Like, it's both. Like, I'm getting paid for this job. Space fuel isn't cheap. There's some kind of weird, like, you know, jet crystals don't grow on trees. There's some line about that. But it's like, he's doing it. He's still a mercenary. He's still a Han Solo type. Mm-hmm. And Scott's like, no fucking way. Nope. Uh, Storm, go save the girl. You're under Cyclops arrest. Like, grabs his gun. <laughs>
0: Cyclops arrest uh, Now that would make a good t-shirt It's just Cyclops arresting somebody
1: And <laughs> saying that You're under Cyclops arrest um, oh, man. So yeah he, he Cyclops arrested him
0: I like how uh, Like he, he basically You know points a gun at his dad And it's like you're coming with me I'm gonna go turn you in And so I think at one point Corsair says They're bad cops <laughs> and Cyclops yeah. says We'll see dad get in and shut up we'll see <laughs> dad,
1: <laughs> dad. Like, so oh, he's, man. he's already turned into uh, hating, uh, Corsair again, um, storm has her tracking thing set up to get other X-Men, but then, uh, Hepsibah jumps out of the woods and fights her. And then the guy, uh, Rezabah or whatever his name is, the, the fencer and Jode, the rest of the, the star jammers show up and Repsibah like cuts off her, uh, her communicator and stomps on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, so no help is coming. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, back on the ship, uh, he the commander guy has taken Scott to the navigation with this chick that's there for some reason that you don't really understand, and then uses like some sort of freeze ray on Scott to say like, okay, well, we just had to get him out of the way for a little while while I go deal with Corsair. Um, I, I don't know. Like, all of this stuff with the Star Jambers and this girl and, and everything after this, all of the plot, like, makes basically no sense to me whatsoever. Like, I... Like, the Navigator is actually the one that told Corsair about this plot to kill the child, but Corsair yes. doesn't tell the Commander that, so the Commander doesn't know, the so the commander frees yeah. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Like, it goes all over yeah. the place. It, again, I like, way too fiddly. It makes it me laugh. Too the uh, the Navigator shows Scott, after she unfreezes him, shows Scott, like, these ship's logs and um, of that are two days in the future. And Scott's like, how is that possible? I'm like, dude, you're on a fucking spaceship right now. What do you mean? How is that possible? (laughs) Your girlfriend just erupted into a ball of fire and consumed a star system. Like what, (laughs) what, why are you still asking that question? And also like that they basically like CGI'd up some video logs. I think is really fun too. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) these video logs look really strange. No, 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 it's fine. looks good.
1: Yeah. Photoshop in the future is the, the main, you know, Uh, weakness of all these characters this whole section is so shitty because all you needed to do was say um have scott find out that commander was actually going to like kidnap the girl and get the money yeah you know and and was going to kill her or something like opposed to like i need to know who actually leaked the information to corsair i have it's like this all this intrigue on the ship that we don't give a shit about and will never appear again
0: you know it's dude, just like dude, it's literally like
1: when we find out what happens between the commander and the navigator like who like who could care like if you gave me money i couldn't care you know it is it is just it's it's really really fiddly and shitty and it's just this is the you know scott started out mad at his dad got friends with his dad then got mad at his dad now he's become friends with his dad again like it is so like flip floppy and goofy to where like it's hard for me to say this episode totally works like it's it's fun but like it's pretty
0: frustrating. It's saved for me just by Cyclops just being a giant man child about his dad. Like it's, that's, that's what saved yeah. us. Like every time he says the word dad, I'm just basically cracking up. Like I actually laughed out loud at this episode a couple of times when Scott's <laughs> dialogue yeah. choices. Dad. Like it's it's just that goofy. Um, they, they set up this whole complicated plot. So the Starjammers um, radio back to Corsair um, like, hey, we're going to be over here. And, of course, the commander guy is like, oh, you fools. I, I can hear everything you say. And then Storm does the same thing to Scott. But it's, it's like obviously a fake setup. But none of that fucking matters. Like it just seems like you keep using the word fiddly, and I'm with you on fiddly. It just They, they just basically all just follow Scott to the place where they were holding the girl where they use some sort of reflector thing. <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> I yeah, I don't really know what's going on.
0: I, I, I've never once yeah. since we started this podcast said, "Man, I wish Beast was here to explain this." But I kind of <laughs> wish Beast was here to explain this like the like the sun glinting
1: the, off Poseidon's trident. It's,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, uh,
1: yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 pretty bad. And but the, I mean, the important thing is that they win. And everybody just has kind of like a you know Ewoks-esque like kind of celebration. Everyone's real happy, including Chode, who pops down and gives them both this like really badly animated weird like double hug. Mm-hmm. And 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 Cho just like oh, it is good or whatever. And then you know, oh, Cho gets excited, uh, son. Which like I know that I'm not a mature person, and and no one would accuse me after listening to any of the network of me having like a sophisticated sense of humor. The idea of a dad saying to his son, like, Choad gets a little excited, uh, <laughs> just worked, worked, worked for me at some level.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, don't worry,
1: son. Chode just gets a little excited. Like, well, this is a weird birds and the bees fucking conversation. Like, a weird Shiara and the bees.
0: It's, uh, <laughs> it's literal about. birds. Yeah, literal birds and, yeah. and bees. Uh, I, I don't know why the word Chode is so funny to me, Gary. I think we talked about it the first time the Star Jammer showed up. I, but like
1: What? I mean, why they name him that? Like, I, I, I know we talked about that before, but it bears repeating because now Corsair says Cho just gets a little excited. Like, I am gonna, I am gonna work that into like next time I am having sex. I've been trying to like. You know, make funny jokes during sex because that's you know I like to make funny jokes, and like I'm gonna start I'm gonna say that at some point and see if I uh, get broken up with. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll find out. The last time I, the uh, funny thing I like I was like making out it wasn't like sex but I was like um, I was like I got something to tell you and then and she was like what and then I went into her ear and said I'm actually Spider Man. Yeah. which I think is a very funny thing to yeah, say uh, when you're good. like yeah. being intimate. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, but Chode gets a little, like, don't worry. Chode gets a little excited. Like if you're saying that in the third person about your body, it becomes the funniest line in the world to me. I don't know. What yeah. Are you,
0: like, are you, if you say this, like the question right back is, are you Chode or is that Chode? Yeah. Are you talking or? about your
1: Chode? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you, Chode?
0: <laughs> yeah, what is this? Like, I've never heard anybody talk about their Chode and in, 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 like in, in ever. Person, you know?
1: <laughs> like it's just a, uh, I don't know. It really does it for me. <laughs> um, and, and this is, so Scott's like, hey, like I, this is, again, people being reasonable in this episode because they're like, Chris is like later and, and Scott's like, you can hang out for a little while. Like you can make up a couple hours in space, right? Like hang out and talk to me. I'm your fucking son. Like, do you remember the part of this that wasn't lasers and reflectors? Uh, and they actually decided to do it. Like they actually do hang out and, and decompress a little bit. We don't get to see it, but it happens. And I, I really appreciate that because the, the impetus would be just to have it be like, just end, mm-hmm. you
0: know, like, bye dad. So they do, See you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and then he just like looks off and he's still got all his angst issues. Like they actually, they make a nod towards resolving some things. And I really appreciate
0: that. Um, I, they, as they're walking off, he says something, uh, Corsair says something about like how Jean reminds, uh, reminds him of Scott's mother. And he says something mm-hmm. to the extent of like, in some other ways as well, which I'll probably need to tell you after you get married. And I'm like, are you, are you creeping on Jean Grey? Yeah. Is this like a Summers yeah. quality that you have to like try to get up Jean Grey's yeah. ass at every opportunity? <laughs> like what the hell? Hepzibah is right there. <laughs> She's right. Your cat girl is right there. Yeah. I, uh, <sighs> I do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's pretty weird. It's it's real weird. This uh like, again this is this whole episode is saved for me just just with Scott like Scott acting just. T- uh, total man child about his dad is just some of the funniest stuff that I've seen. I'm going to put a bunch of dad clips in here. I hope <laughs> so. Um,
1: <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's real fun. Like if you care about the show, I'd never say someone should start with this episode, but no. if you care about these characters and if you like this kind of like, you know, if you, if you have that, come on kind of like fun attitude towards these people. It'd be, it is a very fun episode, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, lasers um, and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is fun. Did you, uh, I yeah, think I've talked no. about it on this podcast before. Did you read the Cyclops miniseries that came out a couple of years ago?
1: Mm-mm. No, I heard about it, but I haven't read it.
0: It's, um, so time shifted X-Men. So it's actually like 16 year old Cyclops from like the sixties or whatever, which whatever doesn't make any sense, but it's original like teenage Cyclops brought forward into the future, meets his dad, realizes his dad's a cool space pirate. And because he's 16 year old Scott and he's not 36 year old Scott, he's like still cool. He's still chill. And, uh, just hangs out with Corsair in space and forgets about Jean gray after the first issue and like has a, a space sexy alien girlfriend for a little while. And they just go get into a bunch of madcap adventures and it's fun as hell. I like guess some of this best. Is it good? Yeah, it's fun. Kurt, uh, it's definitely not Wozniak cause I think that's an Apple guy. Kurt, Kurt Busiek. Busiek. There you go. B-
1: yeah. Busiek. Yeah. Kurt Busiek is the guy who did, um, that guy's great. He does Astro city and, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. he's done a bunch of really good comics
0: but he did like the first round um, of it so like the first 10 12 issues i think and it was just it's just really um this really fun space adventures with corsair and cyclops like it's just fun <laughs> well
1: i will have to take that up on uh, my old marvel
0: unlimited the
1: Let's talk let's talk Kane marco Kane Markov chain.
0: Yeah, um, Juggernaut man. He's um he's unstoppable. <laughs> right? He is like unstoppable. That's, and that's he's a, got crazy magic thing. powers. He has a really obnoxious,
1: uh overcomplicated like fiddly history to me as well. Okay. Like the whole I love in the movie that they made him just a mutant because it's so stupid that he's not that he found a mystical uh band in a cave during the Vietnam War Um, and then later they're like, he, Sighterak ends up being like a Dr. Strange villain. Um, like Sighterak becomes this whole thing in Marvel mythology. And I think that he feels like really stuck in the silver age in a way that like, you know, other villains don't, you know, even like ones that are like pretty ridiculous. Like Mr. Sinister feels modernizable, like to make Juggernaut feel modern, you have to get rid of so
0: much. Yeah, you yeah. Have basically have to cut out his entire origin story and just make him a, like a mutant that has, like he's basically Rhino from Spider-Man, right? Like that's the exact same gimmick. Yeah, one dude has it, like suit. but
1: on like god tier, you know, like like way way more so. But yeah.
0: I dig his character in the, in the cartoon a lot for whatever reason. Like it's, it's never very complicated, but it's just like, he's just got such a fucking hate heart on for Xavier. And it's just so, so much fun. Xavier has no idea what to do. Like you, you can tell that Xavier is one of those people who like goes through life where pretty much everybody likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, and cause then he when, can
1: make them like him
0: exactly and then when someone doesn't he's just fucking flustered he's like i don't kane stop (laughs) like it's basically (laughs) kane no (laughs) um
1: yeah 100 percent. and like he's also in the comics he's had some like kind of more interesting turns and development and things too like he's you know he joined the x-men for a little while um he's he's been a good guy a couple times and had been a little bit more depth than just like hate xavier must smash you know, and there's, there's, but he's also, because he has that silly origin, you can't make him a good guy because he is literally too powerful to be a good guy. You know, like juggernaut's like one of the most powerful X-Men villains there are. And one of the interesting things about him, um, even though he doesn't totally work for me, is that, uh, that, that thing you're talking about that he hard on is like his lack of ambition is one of his only weaknesses, you know, because if he wanted to like actually do magneto level shit, like, well, I'm just going to run through the core of the earth. Like nothing, like literally nothing can stop him. That's his power. You know he would probably be able to do it, and he can he can get more powerful uh, from Cytrac somehow. So like just the fact that he just wants to rob banks, drink beer, hang out with Black Tom Cassidy, and every once in a while terrorize but not kill Charles Xavier means that like he's kind of self limited, and that's why he works. You know,
0: he's like the uh, the the all star quarterback on your high school. Football team Mm. who is now like pushing forty and selling used cars out of the lot. (laughs) That's about like it. it Feels to me about that arc, right? Like he started out pretty strong, and then like something happened along the way, and now he's just kind of content with his kind of misery, miserable little life that he's built for himself. Like he's still uh, very
1: strong, but he he's in a context where being strong matters less, almost.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, it's it's funny to me that uh, this stuff with like they that they felt that they have to. Flesh out Xavier's past so much, like we just have to know so much about Xavier. And they always, you know, this whole step brother thing. And the cartoon this this origin story makes no sense. That because Xavier seems like surprised by it. And I'm like, dude, you can read minds. So like, what do you? You should have been able to read. Like, you should have known all of this from a long time ago. But I don't know. And like, I, it's interesting that they lean on him not being a mutant so much because he calls Xavier out for being a mutant. But then, in, like you said in the movies, they just swap him and he's like yeah he's a mutant now and it's literally the same character with no difference whatsoever
1: yeah yeah it, it doesn't they don't do anything with that like you could do something where the idea is that he has these superpowers and is actually like you know kind of racist against mut- mutants or has to deal with the uh the persecution without actually you know he does the time without doing the crime kind of thing but they don't even really do anything with that like he's really underutilized and when he's utilized it's very strange um, like Colossus became the juggernaut for a little while. Like it's also the fact that it's a mantle, like it's something anybody can wear with the episode. We're going to talk about deals with that. Um, it's very weird.
0: <laughs> the oh. fact that the amulet apparently comes with the helmet, like you can just like pick up the stuff and all of a sudden you got like the full outfit is really, really funny to me. Like that's just, it's like how storm
1: puts <laughs> on her, you know, and it's so specific. It doesn't look ancient and mystical at all. Like it looks like no. <laughs> a silver age, you know, comic book villain. So let's, uh, let's actually get into it. Cause this episode deals with a lot of this stuff. And uh, that sounds we, don't, good. we don't get too far ahead of ourselves.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, so let's um, let's actually get into it, because this episode deals with a lot of that stuff. Um, we're gonna talk about the Juggernaut Returns. The Juggernaut's life is at risk when someone else discovers the ruby of Scytrach and claims the power of Juggernaut to pick up girls those that ellipses is actually part of the description <laughs> um face, face with and it's, it's literally pick up too uh faced with the dilemma of helping a dangerous man cyclops and wolverine go on a mission to find the imposter and retrieve the source of juggernaut's power
0: which is i guess true but it just like the cyclops and wolverine stuff is over in like 45 seconds it feels like so whatever
1: <laughs> yeah it's not their story it, it should have said like you know we learned the the origin of professor x
0: yeah, so our, our I yeah. like the way that our previously on works in this episode. So we get, we basically, just like we did with the Corsair episode, uh, we get like all of our juggernaut footage. And uh, the last time we've seen him is when Gladiator like punched him off of Muir Island and basically off of the world. Uh, and then the episode starts with him like falling into the ocean from that punch and then just climbing out of the ocean again, implying that like five minutes has, has passed. <laughs> when it's yeah. been a long time. Like, but. When the, when he shows up later, like the X Men like lived out the time in between, <laughs> right? So it just it just feels weird, but it's it's kind of a nice tie between the previously on into the the main part of the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, and well, and or it just it's taken them this long to climb out. You know, I think it really underlines that unstoppableness that like yeah he can like literally you know climb out of the ocean for months and months on end because nothing hurts mm-hmm. him.
0: You know, he can literally just walk around on the bottom of the ocean floor too. Like he doesn't apparently doesn't need water or or doesn't need air or anything else. I like that um, because it's Juggernaut. As soon as he gets out of the ocean and he climbs up this bridge, he just starts picking up cars and throwing them and and screaming about Xavier. Like that's his (laughs) first go-to. He's not like, oh, let me get this brine off me. Oh, there's a fish in my suit. Nope, nope. Just going to pick up this car and start tossing it.
1: (laughs) Oh, I wish a fish had gotten that suit. (laughs) Don't you Like a fish had gotten the Crimson Band of Cythrac? I really want like a juggernaut fish.
0: (laughs) Oh man, Um, that would be pretty awesome. (laughs) just like a fish, just piling through concrete
1: structures. (laughs) Um, So what we have in this episode is the conflict is caused by (laughs) some nerd, which is, this guy never gets, I don't even know if he gets a name. Um, There's a nerd at play, and this nerd is doing research on Cytrac. He's in the cave where, you know, Dragonair has powers. He pulls up this tablet, um, learns the little rhyme of Cytrac, and says like, he needs to get this ruby. Um, you know, if he gets this Ruby, he will get the power of sidetrack. So, well, you know, well done. Cut back to Juggernaut's fucking rampage in Sa- like maybe San Francisco or whatever, um, where he punches the top off a cab Gets, gets like I'm glad you have Mario Kart here. I was thinking it was like crazy taxi. Okay, yeah. Gets it like Mario Kart and does this fucking like does uh moves like uh kickle Cuble. <laughs> like he he like, goes around corners by reaching out, grabbing a, a light pole and using it to take sharper turns. Like this whole section is amazing. Oh, it's so crazy. Like,
0: like I just wanted to gift the entire thing and then I was like, that's what YouTube is for, Jeremy. Just just a video. <laughs> like, don't do that. He literally he oh, punches man. the top off of a taxi, Gary. Like he just makes it into an immediate convertible. Like it doesn't punch the whole car. Like he punches so fast, it just apparently shears the metal, but only on the top parts. It's so fucking stupid and, and dumb looking, and I love it so much. He, when, he, when he, I like it. He jumps in and he takes off, and then the cab driver is like, "Hey, come back here with my cab." And Juggernaut turns around and drives at him. And he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't even do it." And then like, he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ah. this is so goofy, and I, I absolutely adore it.
1: It is uh it works really well, actually, because it's setting the tone for how goofy and weird this whole episode is going to be. You know? Um and uh it is. It continues that tone, which I really appreciate. Like just being able to see the juggernaut ride around in this uh on this
0: little skate thing. Mm -hmm. Pretty fun. And of course he's going directly Um, for the mansion and uh we get just like the first time when we saw uh I think it was it was either Juggernaut or my Nito that was attacking the mansion. Um or maybe this was Pride of the X-Men where we had the little turrets pop out of the grass and they had little grass hats. Uh, that was, pri- that was, was Pride, Pride, Pride of the X-Men. X-Men. I always, dude, I love, I love a grass hat turret. <laughs> like, it's my thing. <laughs> so when these things pop up, I'm like, woo, yeah. But of course, he's unstoppable, so he just walks right through. He, the, the, a net pops out of the ground and is electrified and he shrugs that off and then just like literally busts in through the door and screams, Ugh. It's <laughs> juggy, um,
1: which like it really goes to show what his uh, his intent here. Because like if he just wanted to murder Charles, it feels like he could do it many times over. I think this is the intent. Like I'm just here to cause property damage, you know, and, and just like ter- literally make you scared and miserable. He starts fucking up the mansion. Um, we go. We cut back to the the nerd. The nerd finds the ruby. Most importantly to me though is Charles Xavier is like X men I need you. And we do this cut to where all the X-Men are right now. <laughs> and again, these two episodes are really dealing with like, where X-Men are. So, uh, Rogue and Storm are shopping. Fair enough. Uh, Wolverine and Cyclops are on Muir Island for some reason. Are they, They're dropping off Morph, right?
0: So, I, I don't know, because when they leave, there's a very quick scene of, like, Moira and somebody in a wheelchair in an X-Men uniform. Is that Morph? So, he, they're dropping off Morph? I think it's okay. Morph. Because I was thinking... So, like,
1: we didn't get to see Morph, but I think that... Because he comes back next season.
0: Okay, so this may be a continuity um, thing because I was thinking it could be Legion because we're going to get into him pretty quick too. So I was hmm. I was thinking it could be either one of those, but I don't. Then I was thinking like, why would Legion have an X Men uniform on? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <it> was-
1: <laughs> so the, so they're doing that, and like you're doing ready them both for that. We cut to uh, Jubilee's communicator. Which is under her coat, and Jubilee is at the most fucking kick and rad pool party that
0: I've ever seen. She's having a great Who's time.
1: In, who is inviting Jubilee to this, man? Does Jubilee have friends? I want to
0: see... it doesn't seem like they should allow I that. I want to see more like, of Jubilee's friends, because you know they're up to some no-good teen shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're probably like putting a firecracker <laughs> in something and exploding it, and then, I don't know hanging out and talking about boys i don't know i don't know what kids do Here, yeah. i'm still so old what do kids <laughs> yeah. do
1: <laughs> yeah more or less seems like pretty legit so far okay. um, as far as you know uh, uh you know kid kid things kid things i do um mostly just having this very fun pool party and like it's very strange to me to think of jubilee having friends outside the x-men you know it like i don't know it just doesn't seem a lot, like allowed to me
0: yeah it's fun that's even, I mean, but then we go to Gambit, who is doing some seriously unGambit stuff, right?
1: Yeah, Gambit, and they play the sleazy Gambit music, like he's, like, getting his dick sucked. <laughs> but then you pan over to this thing, and I'm like, oh, it's going to pan over to Gambit getting his dick sucked. Again. And then it doesn't do that. It pans over to him fixing a school bus.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to show his... And he does it with his powers. Yeah, he like they show him like kinetically charging a spark plug, which I, I don't know a lot about cars, but I'm pretty sure that's not how spark plugs work, but whatever. Is he sabotaging the... Maybe he just got his dick sucked by the teacher and she tried to leave on the school bus, so he's sabotaging mm. the <laughs> school bus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's got to make sure, like, you know, you, you, <laughs> nobody leaves Gambit with the blue
0: balls. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> just, uh... Nobody give them boys the blues. <laughs> um so very, very strange that this happens. And then Xavier's like, why couldn't I contact the X-Men? Dude, like Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean Grey or Jean Grey and Storm are coming. Yeah. Or Or Rogan Storm. Like, you're okay. Like, are you very that really like the only X-Men you didn't get a hold of are Beast who's already there? Gambit and Jubilee. Are you really going to be that upset without Gambit and Jubilee to fight the fucking Juggernaut?
0: <laughs> what are they going to do? Like, What are you yeah, talking what, about? What are they two specifically going to do to help you? Like, They're not tactical people. They don't have like powers that can really stop anything, especially the Juggernaut, which is unstoppable. Like, What, what do you want Gambit and Jubilee for? Let them go have her, like, Charles, their I'm gonna Saturday need you off or whatever. I'm going
1: to need you to rethink this shit. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going re- to need you to calm down.
0: Um, Xavier is kind of a dick in this entire episode, by the way. Like He... he even when um, there's a there's a point where Beast is like, "Well, I wonder where everybody else is." He's like, "I need you right here, right now." Like he's just like kind of yeah. snippy towards Beast. Oh, he's he's the worst. Like about everyone. Oh my
1: god! Like he he actually straight up gives like the X Men a demand like they're his slaves.
0: Yeah, like I'm not. I uh, think there's a, a the quote right. in here is I'm not asking. I'm telling you to do this or whatever. We'll, we'll get into it yeah. in a little bit. you like I'm like dude what. Yeah. Fuck, shut the fuck up, Charles yeah. Xavier.
1: Excuse me? I don't think I've got my car for the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here if I don't <laughs> see a convertible. And I'm not yeah. talking about the cab that Juggernaut yeah. Zurg- Zurg- rode here. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> like, give me a car or shut up. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so back at the mansion, uh, like we were mentioning, the nerds found the ruby, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, juggernaut goes into the danger room and Xavier makes a bunch of cool robots fight him. Um, and this is kind of like clever and like fun as a little action sequence. Like one is a Juggernaut, one is the Hulk. Um, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's neat. It's just I like, it, but it, yeah. it's fun seeing um, Juggernaut being like, I'm not gonna fall for your tricks and just punching these robots. It's really good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> um, I am still the Juggernaut, my friend.
0: Yeah, and this at this um, point, brother. Juggernaut just starts like pounding on the walls. Like he's just trying to bring this entire structure down, like he did in uh, way back in season one. Like he's just trying to bring the entire mansion down. And uh, but we switch back to the nerd who has read the magic tablet and has the ruby so he like does a little rhyme and juggernaut's like magical energy burst out of him through the roof, creating a hole in the roof. So like it yeah. can come out of juggernaut, but it can't go through a roof. And then, uh, it goes like a, apparently across the world to this nerd who I have now called nerd jug for the rest of the episode. So that's how I'm going <laughs> to refer to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to um, keep us clear, you know, clear from juggy versus nerd jug. I just wanted to make the distinction.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, juggernaut, like a clever little bit, juggernaut thinks Charles is doing this, of course. It's like, you know, what'd you do to me? Um, that makes you know makes total sense. Um, and after this, somewhere in there, Beast tries to fight Juggernaut too by like electrocuting his face. I don't really know how he's doing well, this it. Is, like, this he must the, have like, a little device. Uh,
0: this is the Dark Phoenix Brain Scrambler, right? <laughs> like, oh, maybe <laughs> that's kind of what yeah. I've assumed because it didn't work on Dark Phoenix, yeah. so maybe it'll work on the Juggernaut, right,
1: Beast? <laughs> on the stupid helmet. Um, so Beast saves them. Um, Rogan Storm show up here, and I must have looked away from this. Tell me uh, who is dressed up weird because I must have looked at my phone or oh something. storm is yeah, has it like
0: out. the wildest and it's, it's a blink if you miss it thing like they show it very very briefly but he she has the wildest outfit on I'll see if I can find a screenshot of mm. it because it is oh I can't do that while I'm connected to my phone Um, yeah. yeah like it is it is totally bonkers I'll send you a screenshot it's green and yellow like layers like but with weird holes cut in them it's out of the box, insane. <laughs> Anytime they put, in st- I've called this out before. Like, I, I guess it's because she's from Africa. So whenever you write Storm, like you want to put her in "quote unquote" African clothes. So you just you end up yes. with her looking like fucking sunra all the goddamn time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's just so over the fucking top.
1: Why do you look like you're backing up Paul's <laughs> <Biden>?
0: Lightning?
1: <laughs> God damn it, Storm.
0: Uh, nobody, nobody calls it out. Like nobody ever says anything about it. So I just assume all the X-Men are like, yep, there's Sun Ra again. I mean, Storm again.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, is it, Storm, would it be racist to ask you, oh, let's just not do it. Like I just, it's not even worth the trouble.
0: Um, uh, that's very so, funny juggernaut has collapsed parts like underneath all of this rock and stuff that are debris that he has brought down as soon as his powers left him. Um, when and storm show up, uh, beast, he's Xavier has told beast, like we got to free him. We got to help him. Beast relays this to storm and rogue and rogue is like, what? No fucking way. I'm not going to go do that. You're out of your goddamn (laughs) mind, which is when Xavier starts like demanding it. And then this is one of my favorite, uh, Cyclops scenes I talked about this at the beginning of the beginning of the show Cyclops gets this order from Xavier and is like are you kidding me why would we give him his power back and and Wolverine's like yeah that doesn't sound right and he he turns to Wolverine and says nobody says you have to like it I don't even want you to hear you're just going to do it and I'm like wait a minute Cyclops what
1: (laughs) He says uh, I think he says something like I don't want to hear if you don't like it. That's what it and is. And then Wolverine's I like, don't I like don't it. like it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the only time Wolverine talks during these like two whole two episodes really. Um but yeah, it, it's pretty you know, pretty funny that like Scott is now being like the the vice vice bully mm-hmm. now that Daddy was a bully.
0: <laughs> I just yeah. like he t- he calls it out as like, Wow, that doesn't seem right and then just immediately like, You're gonna do it, Wolverine. That's what dad I mean Professor X said. <laughs> the um so we we switch back to to Nerdjug mm-hmm. and
1: Nerdjug whose body has just had this like amazing transformation uh, into you know this big like bulky you know his his legs are as thick as as people like it's pretty ridiculous he, his immediate reaction is i'm a hunk it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like his idea of a hunk is like a He-Man action figure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like pretty it looks much. like a
0: like a deformed wrestler, right? Like it's like someone took a wrestler and then just <laughs> let it melt a little bit and just spread. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's 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 very bad. He goes to his apartment and there's this scene in his apartment where he just like he sits down on the couch and the couch breaks and he goes to like try to get something out of the cabinet and he just destroys half his cabinet. And I'm like, "Why did you want this? This is such a bad thing for you to have." <laughs> uh yeah, it it is it is really ridiculous. He's
1: under motivated to say the least.
0: Yeah, his whole like the, the the episode description actually caught it out of like he's trying to get this to pick up girls and that seems to be his only desire. Like he like immediately after with this he goes to the fucking nightclub to try to pick up chicks and dance. Like like
1: And and the crazy thing is it doesn't work at first the, and then, then It does.
0: does. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um Um yeah. So now we get our, so our Z- flashbacks, right? Like so Xavier goes yeah. into they've rescued Kane. He's basically in a coma and beast has made the evaluation that if he doesn't have his magical energy, he's going to die. So that's when Wolverine and Scott get dispatched to go find this other person, uh, this, to go find nerd jug. And everyone else is unbelieved Just, just disbelieving the fact that Xavier wants to put this dude back into the unstoppable juggernaut outfit.
1: Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Like he's the juggernaut. He keeps destroying our
0: house. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I've met this guy twice yeah. and he destroyed my bedroom both times. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: So then we get this um, this background on Xavier, uh, which is that Juggernaut's dad was his stepdad, mm-hmm. who was a conniving evil villain uh, this entire time in kind of an amazing way. Like, was just like, you know, and Juggernaut was never nice to him. There's this part where he's like, you know, uh, Xavier's like, you're my brother. And he's like, stepbrother, you know, he's, he's being very cruel about it. Um, and then his dad's like, hey, you got to be nice to him because his mom's going to give us money. And there's no like you never get to see Xavier's mom in this or like why they are, you know why they're together, what makes sense. But essentially, he's he's a gold digger. Uh, he's trying to get uh, trying to get her money, and this is hard for Kane. Even though like Kane's just a jerk anyway. Mm-hmm. Like he starts off being a jerk. So if the idea was it's just because of this conflict that Juggernaut's a jerk. That's not really it. Like he's he's a jerk right from the beginning.
0: It you yeah know? like he doesn't like. He de- immediately hates Xavier, like, for whatever reason. Like, it doesn't matter. None of this stuff actually matters. It just makes him hate Xavier more. It's, which is fine. Like, I don't know. Did you have, did you have stepkids, stepbrothers, stepsisters growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you kind of hate those people when you first meet them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's weird when someone just like, hey, here's, you know, be intimate with this person. Like, this person's in your family now. Yeah. You know, that's fucking weird. It's like, very bizarre. I agree with that he's also just kind of a shitty bully. Yes, absolutely. You know? Um, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. This, this doesn't, like I said, and like there's scenes where, uh, he, Xavier starts like seeing his mom be real, real sick. And this guy's like, no, no, she's fine. She's, we're going to take care of her or whatever. And she's like, no, I see her. And that's his mutant power coming out or whatever, which seems like a, just kind of a weird aborted subplot to this whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I get it. Like, and that's part of his origin story where you know he his, he woke up and he could hear everybody talk all the time. and went kind of crazy from it, and then you know whatever. But it just seems like kind of I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't need a lot of this history. Like, I could just be fine no. with Kane just hating Xavier, right? Like, I didn't need the stepdad motivation no. in there at all.
1: It's a little much. Mm-hmm. The, um, so, and ultimately, um, King gets sent to boarding school Yeah, because he can't be nice to Xavier, um, which is like, okay, fair enough. But like, if you, if he's being that much of a dick, like it undercuts a lot of what they're trying to do with this, you know, of him, him not being a dick, of him having this like kind of justified, you know, reason, uh, for being such a dick. Like he's not, there's really no justification. It's pretty weak. Um, the uh, so we go back to the real world um, where Nerd Jug is trying to pick up on these girls in a club and get into this club, and this is incredible. <laughs> Everything with Nerd Jug at the club is like some of the best stuff
0: this show has ever done. Nerd Jug at the club is uh, my new <laughs> mixtape. This dropping next week, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Get
0: a grip, freak! No, uh, no, no, no! Look, I am a big shot, really. See, a- a- and I'm smart too, and well, not in practical things. Oh, why doesn't she like me? Maybe she talked to my mother. Want some pointers? Women like guys to be themselves. We can help you get back that way. Never! Uh, uh, Looks like we're gonna have to do this the hard way. Now you're talking. Yeah, he he walks up to this chick and is like, Hey, honey, what are you doing with this idiot? Don't you want to be with a hunk like me? And she's like, No. (laughs) Turns around and looks like,
1: off. and then he, he says something that's like, "Hey, no, I, I'm, don't you know I'm a big tough man or something?" And then tears the wall off the club, which later we get to see this club continue to operate <laughs> normally. So, like, I love it. Nobody is treating this like the juggernaut attack. It is.
0: <laughs> Everyone else just keeps on <laughs> dancing, dog. But they show this place later, and there's just filled with dancing people. You could, that you can see from outside because the wall has been torn off of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so good man I, uh, I love that nerd jug is so is so great also they're playing uh the same dazzler music as before which makes me uh that's good yeah music. It's, it's good music and it also makes me think that dazzler is an actual celebrity right like like she's a you know, she, They're playing her music in clubs which i think is fun
1: yeah i i dig this quite a bit um we have to uh switch back to uh or no we don't switch back here cyclops and wolverine show up yes um, he immediately like throws them, like tosses them and they're, they're like, you know, Hey, women will like you if you're yourself, etc. <laughs> uh, Juggernaut starts fighting them cause he just wants to dance, dance, dance. Um, they steal the tablet here. And then, uh, as they're kind of doing this little fight, he crashes into this movie set where there are power Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, on board.
0: Yeah. That's, and they all start chasing him out of it, which is really weird and funny to me. Yeah. You don't have real powers. <laughs> um, <laughs> We go back to, uh, you know, the the past with you know, Xavier still scanning Kane's mind, and uh, Kane has come back from boarding school, and he's not so mad at Xavier as to not set up a couple of horses and a polo course, and then get on the horses and then start playing polo, but he is mad enough to that once he starts playing polo, he's going to start yelling at Xavier.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and really cruel yelling like hey if nobody you were very unpopular that was me like I made everyone dislike you during this shit so like pretty bonkers right yeah. like pretty cruel <laughs> um, you know so again if the idea is to make him sympathetic uh, I don't think that it's it's successful that no
0: not at all uh, he he comes off as dramatically unsympathetic in this and just like how. Fucking waspy as Charles Xavier that he's playing polo at fucking fourteen years old. <laughs> I know This wealthy, wealthy shitty kid. Do you know how like expensive polo is? Like you have to have a horse, and you know, yeah. someone has entrusted you enough on this horse to put a stick in your hand and to go hit a ball while you're on top of it. Like it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Xavier's Xavier's like extreme richness just irks me. The older I get, I guess I don't know what it is. Yeah, know. it's not great. But yeah, he uh, and this is where. Cain finds out he's a Xavier's a mutant because Xavier picks up on the fact that, uh, Cain hates him because his dad made him go to boarding school. And he's like, that's not true. He's like, how'd you find out about that? Like, that was in my mind. You read my mind. You're a mutant. And, yeah, um, yeah that's, and, and like Charles is like when he comes out of Kane's mind, he's still like really, really upset about this. And, kind of a realistic way. He's like, I thought this was all the past, but it still hurts today. Like, I can kind of see that, right? Like if you haven't thought about this shit in a while and all of a sudden it gets all stirred up, you'd be pretty upset about it.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um what ultimately ends up happening uh is that they do they use the um they since they got the tablet, then the nerd jug un jugs, Is that correct? Pretty much,
0: yeah. The next time we see, yeah. uh, so this is where he gets the power back, and uh, yeah, uh, what's because nerd jug has the power up until juggernaut gets the amulet and makes the little rhyme thing, right? So they're they're <laughs> in the mind. Uh, Avier, excuse me scott and wolverine have delivered the amulet and xavier is like hey you know you don't you don't have to be this mean like you could you, here's your power back you're gonna i'm trying to save you here and kane is like fuck you asshole give me my shit <laughs> i'm out of here mm-hmm. he's just such a he's such a prick uh and he says the thing and that's when Nerdjug is on the dance floor dancing with somebody and he gets unzapped and he shrinks down to a tiny little man and then that dude that chick hugs him for some reason and then he just like yeah. literally passes out. I'm assuming from the blood flowing from his head to his penis because, yeah, <laughs> he got a hug from a We're girl. We're just
1: suddenly having way less blood.
0: Or, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced shedding 200 pounds at all in at, at 0.2 seconds. So maybe that does have a, a yeah. slight effect on the body.
1: <laughs> it, it could, you know, and that's when he's he's having such a good time in the club at that point with those two girls they just dance around. Everyone loves him. It's very cute. And it's like, it's. I don't think this is intentional. I do think this does kind of show what kind of life Juggernaut could have if he wasn't so
0: obsessed with Charles Xavier. Yeah, he could just like you live, know? His, live his life like a goddamn normal person.
1: <laughs> right? Like you could just be, it could be a nonstop party. You could be combing pussy out of your hair like nonstop. Like literally like this could be you could be drowning, yeah.
0: in hot chicks. I mean, and dazzler music. Set like, up a set up a little drug empire, man. Like, I mean, wh- who's going to stop you? You are literally unstoppable, <laughs> like you know. But again, he just hates Xavier. No matter
1: what Xavier does, it's like it's a weird it's a weird thing. Um, it works, but it's it's like I'm glad this is kind of goodbye to the Juggernaut. I don't know if he shows up again in the show, but like I feel like we've done the, uh, the juggernaut that we can do. Yeah. Yeah. More if he, if know? he shows
0: up again, it's probably just a, like on a team of somebody, right? Like they just need a villain. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. this, his reaction to like, he, he, his, he has his magic back. So he's restored like his clothes. We didn't talk about this, but he loses the big bulky 1960 silver age outfit and then just goes to his, like, Vietnam clothes or whatever, his military yeah. uniform. Uh, but when he gets Ruby back, he gets all of his, like, uniform. He gets his, like, suit back or whatever, which I find very strange. Um, and then he says, like, hey, I'm not going to let anybody mess with this Ruby again and throws it into space. Because <laughs> Yeah. And if he had just asked, like, the X-Men could have said, like, you yeah, know, there's a lot of people in space that want to mess with this Ruby, too. I guarantee you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you met Commander? <laughs>
0: Yeah. He's he's not good. He's not great and he would use <laughs> <Yeah>. this badly. <laughs> There's a whole yeah, thing of bird get... people up there, man. You got to watch out.
1: Yeah, they they're not your friends either. <laughs> so, pretty silly but like two two fun good episodes I mm-hmm. think. Um, you know, that that I I had a lot of fun watching. So, Yeah,
0: I like I like Nerdjug a lot. Like Nerd Jug really kind of made this yeah. episode for me. Nerd Jug and uh, you know, like I've mentioned Manchild Scott were were my jam. Yeah.
1: It was it was a duet of pleasures. That's, so, yeah, I feel like season three, after some like kind of bumpy, bumpy like definitely bumpy start and uh, some kind of bumpy middles, uh, is kind of redeeming itself here at the end because the last like last like several episodes we've recorded have been all been pretty fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dark Phoenix. So, uh, this is a, this is a good season of the show. Dark Phoenix and all that stuff has been fun. Um, the next two yeah. are, look pretty good too. We're finally gonna get uh, introduced to Nightcrawler. The next one. Oh yeah. And then um, the last one of the season. And then st- Weapon X <laughs> Weapon lies and videotapes. <laughs>
1: yeah very very strange um and we get maverick so that cameo will oh, finally have God, a name jesus
0: christ finally i could finally be done with that in part of my life <laughs>
1: like, goodbye maverick <laughs> it's been nice i hope you find your paradise yes. um so thank you uh everybody for listening mm-hmm. to this um as we mentioned we're doing a feedback episode relatively soon yep. if you want to hit us up at uh either the Duckfeed contact form or gary at DuckfeedTV, tv mm-hmm. or on twitter or where uh how can they reach you via email jeremy
0: uh it's dofc podcast at gmail.com uh, for the show. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at dofc podcast and dms over there if that's your convenient way to do it. You can find all the links to the social networks at daysoffuturecast.com and then leave it on your social media preference. I don't really care. Like I'll I'll collect all that stuff and put it on a on a document. So
1: yeah, yep. It'd be relatively easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so we'd love to have your your questions, prompts, and kind of uh, related X Men shit talk about for that um as we wrap up season three um people have been very nice with ratings and reviews recently but please keep that up and then uh the other thing you can do is support us on patreon if you go to patreon.com slash feed tv um just you know a couple bucks a month gets you access to uh, it's five dollars for the slack um but there's things below that that are good mm-hmm. and there are definitely things above that that are good mm-hmm. so uh yeah that up
0: hit that up and go check it out uh you can talk to gary on twitter at his personal account at gary buh b-u-h and then uh, i am at jg greer come talk to us we love talking about x-men with people who listen to the show and with people who don't listen to the show i just talk about x-men with any fucking body any anonymous person on the internet that i want to
1: 100 um yeah so thanks uh, thanks everybody thanks everybody um until next
0: time good night um